0: Hello and welcome to a special episode of Other Record Labels, a podcast for inspiring record labels. But more than that, it's a community, a movement, if you will, of artists, publicists, managers, accountants, musicians, engineers, designers, social media experts, lathe cutters, music enthusiasts, entrepreneurs, all with this singular goal of sharing great music with the world. Here on this podcast, we've had a new episode every week, all year long. And it's been an amazing year for the show. I honestly have never had so much fun making something. Other record labels has grown into so much more than just the podcast, though. But at the same time, uh, the podcast is the heart and soul, the the North Star. And it's just such a fun thing to be a part of. I want to recap some of my favorite moments of the show this year. And just wait a second. Please don't hang up the phone. This is technically is a Clips episode, but keep listening. I know... Like uh, when a sitcom would do a clips episode over the holidays, it was the worst. But please, I've worked hard on this. I think it's great. Please stay with me. You know, when I talk to people who are fans of the show or, or who in our community, uh, I, I often reference something a guest said previously on the show. And, and maybe the person I'm talking to missed that episode. I understand our audience isn't able to catch everything. And so I want to highlight a few things that you may have missed this year. And hopefully, encourage you to take some time to go back on some of these episodes. And at the very least, I want to play you some things that are really important for us to hear again and to be reminded of. And I'm also going to give a sneak peek into next year and what we have planned. But before I do, and in case I lose you at some point in this episode, I want to make sure you hear me say how grateful I am to our listeners, to you. Recently, I got to see some of your Spotify rap posts and see that this show ranked in your top five podcasts. In fact, for something like 200 plus people, this show was their number one most listened to podcast, which is crazy. And I've been getting two to three emails every single day, no lie from folks who are finding the resources helpful or who have specific questions or just want to say hello. I love hearing from you. So please email me anytime at podcast at otherrecordlabels.com. It's always nice, and I always reply eventually. So thank you to everyone for listening uh, this year, for letting me do this every week, and for being obsessed with record labels. That's what we have in common, and I love that.
1: I I don't believe what most people believe, because I get very tired of... It seems like most people are chasing what's already working, Uh. and you're already too late if that's the case. Yeah, right? right. And... You know, maybe this is the old, I used to love Arnold Schwarzenegger as a kid, but it's like maybe his old attitude of do what you love and make it lucrative. <laughs> you know, if you don't really love it, you're not going to be able to put enough energy into it to reach the upper echelon. That's right. And and I believe that. And it's like, so I always joke, like me and Austin over here. We joke a lot, like "What's next?" And I think, well, I definitely got to get into uh, uh, poetry and book publishing because what else could be <laughs> harder? <laughs> yeah, to that's sell? that's right. But it's um, you know, anything that you're passionate about. I mean, I think that's the whole thing is you just share that with people and you make it beautiful. And it's it's something I believe in my regular life, and I try to teach my family and and people around me. I want to be surrounded by this energy. There's certain people who leave things better than they found it. Mm. And when you do that, it's so easy to attract attention. And in fact, you then hide from attention.
0: If you haven't heard my interview with Mike from Mellow Music Group, it was one of the first of the year in 2021. And Mike is a really smart guy, which should be obvious because this hip hop label is so super popular and just seems to be doing everything right. Industry insider episodes is something I want to talk about. They're so fun for me to work on because I think it's something really special that we have here on the show in in that it's an opportunity to get access to specialists and experts on really specific topics and and to ask questions that are a hundred percent specific to the needs of record labels.
2: Well, I think bios are a chance for um to see your your art and your craft objectively. And I don't think you can actually do that Hmm. um, no matter how hard you try. And so I think that's why a lot of artists um, struggle to do it themselves. Some don't like some do do their own artist statements that could turn into bios. But I think um, to step back from your own piece of work and to say, okay, well, what is this about is actually quite difficult for a lot of artists. Hmm. Um, So I think bringing in an outside perspective to help the artist talk through the themes on the record can really help them to understand what this piece of work is about. And actually, the conversation will bring out things that they may not have thought Mm. before. Um, So, yeah, I think that might be why it's so painful. I don't have the complete answer to that because I find them quite easy to do. <laughs> good. So, that's
0: good. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. In this chat with Sammy Main, we were talking all about bio writing, specifically for record labels. And that's what I love about doing the show and about doing the Industry Insider episodes is that we can talk about something so micro niche as bio writing for artists on indie labels. and And Sammy's idea of having a third party or outsider sit down with the artist and chat with them in real life about their new project and how it can bring out quotes and lines for your bio that will be a hundred times more natural than trying to write something for yourself uh, on the spot. I-, I thought that was incredibly smart and helpful. Another industry insider episode that was extremely popular was when we talked with the company Infinite Catalog about their royalty accounting software. And I don't often feature businesses or products specifically, but this company came recommended by a lot of our previous guests and community members. And speaking with Hunter was incredibly enlightening. We talk about this on the show, about uh, alternative income streams and and multiple income streams for labels. And it's very likely that a label could have an Etsy store and they could could sell prints of something or, or whatnot. And so, I mean, that's just not, it's not crazy to think that there are so many different possible income streams out there, aside from just, you know, Bandcamp, CD Baby, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you're just talking about merch and that's, you know, yeah. that's such a, that, that's kind of like what we're, it makes me think of what we were talking about at the very beginning about simplicity and, you know, how in our system we're not, we don't really distinguish between, you know, master side income or rights income or publishing income or, you know, merch income. Like it's all just income mm. and it works no matter where it's coming from
0: make sure you go to otherrecordlabels.com slash royalties to hear this interview and, and to access all of our resources on royalty management for record labels. One of the things that surprised me the most about our audience that I've learned this year is how many of you have actually yet to start your record label. I had always assumed our listeners were label owners or who worked at a label, but I was shocked to find out that a big chunk of our listenership is made up of people who are still in the dreaming and planning stage of starting a record label. This inspired me to create a few resources for folks who need help getting their label off the ground. On our YouTube channel, I released a half-hour tutorial that covers the basics of starting a label, and that's been watched by over 30,000 people this year. That's insane. In less than a year, 30,000 people have thought about starting a record label. I'm sure some of you are saying, oh, no, we don't need more competition, but I think it's incredible, and I love what that means for our industry. At the same time, we put out an online course at the beginning of this year called How to Start a Record Label that is a more in-depth walkthrough of what you need to know and and what you need to do in order to successfully launch your label. And of course, that led into the book that came out this past spring called How to Start a Record Label, a 30-Day Guide. I'm, I'm really trying to be conscious of where our audience is in their record label journey. Some folks are still... Thinking and planning and others in our community are celebrating their 20th anniversary or, or getting Grammy nominations. That diversity, that idea of travelers scattered along the path at various points in their journey, that's what is so amazing about this community. We're starting something adjacent to an industry that's already moving. It means that you've seen a problem. That's why the independent music industry exists. We saw a problem with the majors, and then we specifically know how to solve
2: that problem. To me, it's so empowering to know that I'm running a business with a roadmap I have to create.
0: That's Katrina Fry of Loretta Records, who I interviewed back in the spring of 2021. And we also featured in our case studies series, an absolutely incredible label and one that every new label should be watching closely. I don't know about you, but I use these interviews as a way to get great ideas, like sometimes just really simple tips or tricks, or maybe it's something huge and philosophical, or it's just something simple. That was the impetus of the show to learn from each other. For example, Josh from Refresh Records was talking about how they set up booths at non-music events like comic book festivals or flea markets. You just tapped on something that I have been passionate about. I haven't really figured out a solution to yet, but all of us record labels and independent musicians are trying to sell records in the same places, you know, record stores or at a music venue or more likely on Twitter and Instagram and people are Mm -hmm. and Spotify and people are inundated with millions, if not billions of options, whereas at a comic book (laughs) festival or or whatever, all of a sudden now you're the potentially the only record label, you know, and I've always thought, you know, if you are, if your music would fit well in a little country gift shop or at a truck stop, or it's something where there aren't other music, then that's, that's, I feel like people need to go off after that more. I think that's a great idea.
3: Absolutely. I mean, uh, here in Charlotte, one of our friends um, runs a barcade. Uh, It's temporarily closed right now, but he's just relocating. But um, for the first few years, he would uh, do like a yearly uh, concert just to promote the barcade and kind of have like a a cookout and whatnot. And um, he would always invite, you know, local merchants to come out and there'd be artists selling their stuff and small bakeries and all that. And he always had us setting up a a booth to sell records. And I mean, in that scenario, like, yeah, there is music, but it isn't about the music. It's about coming out to support a barcade that everybody loves. It's Mm. a great community spot. And honestly, that's like more than any concert we've thrown or any other event we've ever been to, like those events, when we would sit down there, we would connect with more people and, and, sell more records and sell more t-shirts especially t-shirts honestly sure. um and just like get more ingrained <laughs> with people in the community and like connect with people and then end up you know they would add us on social media and be like hey i was the person who was chatting with you the other day <laughs> that- it is like going into those areas that aren't typical for music has definitely been like way more rewarding in my opinion
0: Back at the end of 2020, we launched our first online course. It was called Record Label Marketing Strategies, which I put together with my friend, Jamie Coletta, a fantastic music publicist and all-around guru. That course became an incredibly important component to the survival and the growth of this platform. And so this past fall, we launched a new online course format called micro courses which are these single subject online courses that help you tackle just one singular part of the industry at a time working with other smarter than me industry folks we launched our micro courses this fall with three subjects my uh, music publishing for record labels social media for record labels and web design for record labels this is a format that we're going to keep doing and there's already new subjects in the works to launch early next year Go to otherrecordlabels.com slash courses to find out more about all of the online courses we have available for indie labels. Another thing we launched this year was our Patreon. Now, at the time of recording, we only have 10 patrons, which is great. It warms my heart every day. I love those people. And I love what we've been doing for this group of 10. We have at least two to three bonus episodes and extended interviews each month. So if you join, uh, if you become a patron, you actually get all of those extra bonuses all at once. Um, plus everything we do moving forward. Probably one of my favorite things of 2021 on this show in In its entirety is this game I play with every guest, and it's only available to our patrons. Basically, I give the guest a song title and an artist, and they have to tell me which now that's what I call music compilation it appeared on, which is essentially them picking a number between one and, I don't know, 120 or wherever we're at now. Okay. So for our, uh, uh, as a little bonus for our Patreons, um, I have a a trivia question. Just one question. And if you get this question right, um, I will donate, other record labels will donate $100 to the charity of your choosing, Mm -hmm. but you're not going to get it right. But if you get it right, (laughs) we'll donate $100 to the charity of your choosing. Um, Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. Are you, you're from, I mean, you work in retail. We were just talking about CDs. Um, You're familiar with the now that's what I call music. Oh, compilations yeah. mm-hmm. so I believe that there's uh, approximately one to I think like 109 or so 110 let's say Whoa. that yeah I'm gonna name a song by an artist yeah. and I want you to tell me which number of compilation <laughs> that song came off of okay, okay? yeah is that a good deal <laughs> yeah okay buddy Holly from Weezer and remember we <laughs> we the range you're looking at is between one and, and 110
1: okay yeah
0: Okay, I believe that's on now. That's what I call music 34. Oh my gosh, I was sweating so much. 31. <laughs> I was sweating. <laughs> good job. Close. Good job. Close. Do you know Close what year cigar. that was? Uh, That would have been, I'm going to say, mm, oh shoot, 1994? <laughs> 95. 95. Wow, you're good at this. Go to patreon.com slash other record labels and please become a supporter of the show. Even just the smallest amount helps a lot and you get access to all of our bonus episodes that we've released thus far and everything that's coming up in the future.
4: I go back to the mental health thing, which is I I truly 15 years ago, I didn't protect my mental health or think about it and now it's important to me and it's important and I think about it for my artists and I care about it deeply. And I really, um, you know, I'm the first one who's like, don't worry, we don't need to do this tour. Like, you don't need to like, you know, I, I, uh, so
0: no, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. That's great. It's
4: like, you know, I, I I think in those terms a lot, I think that I'm going to transform, the thinking around how artists tour and promote their records, and it's not going to be the old template of like, oh, get on the road for seven weeks and then do it again. And mm. it's just too mentally taxing.
0: That was one of our most popular episodes this year with Sargent House, an incredibly audacious record label, and Kathy is incredibly insightful and empathetic towards her artists. The hope is that all of us can grow our labels into a label like Sergeant House or Brassland or Car Park or any of the other incredibly inspiring labels who've been a part of the show this past year. I look at your label, and to me, it looks like something that's been honed and and come together over the years. Is is that true? That's very true. Um, You know, I started
5: in my bedroom putting out seven inches with... A big cartel, not even a website, you know. A oh, big, right. And this is like 2009, so there's not even social media. Really. Yeah, at I the used time. Big Cartel back then too. Yeah. So Big Cartel, MySpace, you know, the yeah. label had a MySpace, that was kind of the the system. And sure. so Um, you know, in that era, it was like way less involved in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, start start very started very like um minimal and has branched out but yeah like the when it comes to just like uh, working on the brand and the presentation and the e-commerce and all of that it's it's certainly a work in progress and especially like this label is bootstrapped you know never taken Mm -hmm. any like outside investment or anything Mm -hmm. so it's like just been it's had to evolve over time
0: We have some incredibly exciting projects and labels to feature coming up for next year. We're kicking off the new year with a great chat with exploding in sound that I can't wait for you to hear. I'm also 100% committed to diversifying the types of labels we have on the show. It's no secret that indie music is white male dominated, and I want you to know that I've been reaching out to dozens of unique labels from countries and regions we haven't represented yet, from genres that are underrepresented, and from people who are marginalized or often ignored in our industry. I'm excited for what we've already got in the can, a label from the Philippines, a not-for-profit label, a classical label. If your record label is the kind of label we haven't had on the show yet, feel free to reach out to me. Or check your spam folder because I've probably already emailed you. Make sure you visit otherrecordlabels.com to access all of the free resources we have for independent record labels at all stages of their journey. Enroll in one of our online courses. And to help you prepare for the coming year, we just launched our Record Label Productivity Planner, a seven-day organizational tool created specifically for record labels. Uh, Order your copy on Amazon or visit otherrecordlabels.com slash productivity. In addition to helping record labels, this year we've been able to share our resources with some incredibly important organizations like Women in Vinyl, Sound Girls, and a local charity called An Instrument for Every Child that helps provide instrument access and music instruction to kids here in my city. So thank you for being a listener. Thank you for telling people about the show. Thanks to the amazing labels who have been on the show. Thanks to the industry folk who've shared their wisdom. Thanks to our active community members on our Facebook group and our mailing list and the students who've enrolled in our courses. It's a lot of fun to journey together with so many other record labels.